Welcome to the Real Talk with Dana podcast. I'm your host, Dana Monsi's licensed dietitian, nutritionist, and body image coach. On this show, you'll learn how to listen to and trust your body instead of trying to control it. We'll dig into the healing power of nutrition from a non-diet, weight-inclusive, health-at-every-size approach. My guests and I will guide you through how to heal from digestive issues and hormonal imbalances, all while making peace with food and your body without obsession or restriction. Welcome back to the Real Talk with Dana podcast. As I mentioned last week, our monthly theme is diving into stress and mental health, which I think everybody needs a little bit of help with right now, you know, a year into this pandemic. So this month, we're going to be talking about adrenal health, burnout, and how to help heal the nervous system. So speaking of mental health, I wanted to say a big thank you to today's show sponsor, BetterHelp. So Real Talk with Dana listeners, that's you guys, get 10% off your first month of therapy online at betterhelp.com Dana. Our guest today is Dr. Janine Krauss. She is a naturopathic doctor and acupuncturist, and today we are diving into neuroinflammation, the nervous system, and the stress disease process, aka what happens to your body when it's been under stress for too long, and we're talking about how that stress can come from multiple different places, even ones you maybe might have not thought of as contributing to your overall stress load. So Dr. Krauss is also a podcast host of The Health Fix, where she is dedicated to empowering people to take Take charge of their own health, which is exactly what we're going to be doing today, but of course from a non-diet, neutral nutrition, weight-inclusive approach. So let's get to it. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm really excited to dig into all things stress and neuroinflammation, but before we get started, could you introduce yourself to the listeners and what led you to specialize in this field? Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Janine Krauss, and you know what led me to it? I started to realize how stressed out I was becoming and creating lots of problems, pain and anxiety attacks and all kinds of that from, you know, issues for myself and said, wait, I got, I got to figure this out. I can't be trying to help other people if I don't help myself first. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly how I got into this field too. So it sounds like similar kind of journey there. Okay, so what I would love to jump into first is if you could talk about more, what are the main signs of stress that it is taking over the body? Yeah, so we have the typical ones, right? Where, where we feel overwhelmed, things of that nature. But what we don't tend to pay attention to are, huh, all of a sudden, I'm starting to notice that my digestive system isn't working like it used to. Maybe I'm becoming constipated. Maybe I'm becoming where I'm having more diarrhea, gas, bloating, things of that nature. We also, as we get older, but also as we get stressed, start to collect foods that we just don't digest as well. So we're starting to notice like, huh, I hate that. And I just don't feel so great. Hmm. What's going on with that? So that's one sign. Another sign is that we have this like chronic neck an upper back pain that we go in for a massage and, you know, feels great in the moment. We leave the massage and we're like, wow, that was a waste of time. Nothing happened. What the heck's going on? So we start to notice that our shoulders are becoming our earrings. And then all of a sudden we're kind of like hunching over and turning into an armadillo. Those are some major signs that something's not right there. Then the other ones are inflammation in terms of your swelling, your hands are getting puffy. You're noticing that you've got sock lines. You're noticing that you've got aches and pains in your body. And you're like, I didn't hurt myself. I have no idea why this ankle just keeps 
aching or why my fingers are aching, things of that nature. So those are kind of some of the more advanced signs like, well, wait a minute, our body's losing the ability to control inflammation. We're having trouble with our first brain, which is our gut. And we're starting to protect ourselves and going into protection mode. Those are biggies to watch out for. I love the way that you put that, that the body's going into protection mode, because a lot of the time in functional medicine, we'll see these as, you know, just like symptoms as a, and then we need to find like, okay, well, what's the root cause of this symptom and what is the diagnosis? And, you know, even in traditional allopathic medicine, but I think it's really important to remember that they are signals that the body is always just trying to protect us. And it's sending us those signals with these symptoms that, hey, something deeper is going on here and we need to figure out what it is if we don't want to have really, really egregious symptoms and then potential like symptoms turn into diagnoses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just paying attention can go a long way and seeing how you react to certain situations, certain people, things that stress you out and looking like, what does my body do after I have a stressful moment? You know, how do I feel? What are my shoulders doing? You know, are they up by my ears? Holy cow. Oh my gosh, look at me. This isn't good. So it's really paying attention to, to how each and everything triggers you and, and how your body responds. Exactly. So we've been talking a lot about like the signals, right? And the surface symptoms. Um, and then can you talk a little bit more about two things? So what are some of the deeper root causes of these symptoms? And what are some of the, I guess, more surface level contributing factors that can make the root causes and the symptoms even more, even worse? Sure. Sure. Let's go deep first. So we have to think about what is our fight or flight system? you know, what, what's controlling it. And it goes to the autonomic nervous system and it's in control of fight or flight mode, but it's also in control of our rest, digest and chill mode. So when we look at these nerves, we're going, okay, what is setting these nerves off? Well, that's the external stuff here. We're talking about some of the superficial stuff, such as relationships. Maybe it's with friends, maybe it's with coworkers, maybe it's with yourself even. All of those relationships can be triggers externally to set your fight or flight system off, basically the warning signals off. Now, when we have that warning signal going off inside the body, the body can do multiple different things. For one, it likes to kick off a lot of histamines. So sometimes folks will end up with a headache or they'll end up with a rash, hives, a lot of folks will, will get redness on their chest and some folks will flush when they start to become nervous or stressed. I think a lot of people can, can associate with that, but that is actually a natural response that your nervous system is engaging in because it's setting off those histamines to say something isn't right. Now your autonomic nervous system has a process. Okay, why do we have these histamines? What's happening? Now, the longer those histamines keep being kicked off, the longer the body keeps being subjected to that specific stressor or multiple stressors, the more it's going to lose the ability to have a message coming down from the brain back to the body that controls inflammation because it kind of gets sick of it. It's like, yeah, yeah, you keep telling me we're stressed, but really, you know, it, you're not taking me away from it. So what the heck, what am I, what am I going to do here? And it just dysregulates. So we end up having pain. We end up having full-blown rashes after a stressful experience. We end up having 
the body starting to break down. So not only the pain, but we start to have issues with tendons and ligaments and things of that nature too. It's so, so interesting how everything is so connected. And yet a lot of the time when we go to a specialist to try and figure out like a GI doctor to figure out like our gut stuff, or we go to an endocrinologist to try and figure out the hormone stuff, it's really hard to look at all of the systems as a whole in terms of all of the different symptoms that are coming up in different places. And this is why I think people have so many issues when, I mean, when we're looking at histamine intolerance, for example, the symptoms can be all over the body. And people are like, well, I'm having flushing, I'm having vertigo, I'm having you know skin and head related symptoms. But then we're also having hormonal stuff and dysregulated periods. And then we're also having gut issues. And it's like, well, where do I go now to fix everything? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. It seems like we have this all the symptom soup, as I like to call it. It's just this mishmash of, of everything. And really, we got to go back to what is the root? What is at the root of how we perceive stress? And it's our nervous system. You have to go back to the nervous system. And in particular, you have to look at autonomic nervous system in terms of its two parts. Like I mentioned before, the the fight or flight, which is the sympathetic, and then the parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest and chill. Most of us are deficient in the parasympathetic mode. We're not giving ourselves breaks. We're not giving ourselves time to eat and really just slow down and experience food. We're giving ourselves just all these signals all day long that the bear is just about after us. It's just about to get us. It's just, it's right around that corner. So we have to look at that root and go, okay, how do we put ourselves into chill mode? How do we give our body the signals that, hey, everything's okay. We can take a break here. We don't need to be on surveillance all the time. Exactly. So talk about how this relates to neuroinflammation. So what ends up happening with the nerves over time, like I had mentioned before, is we we dysregulate. We, we don't have control anymore over those processes that that keep us in check, that keep inflammation in check. Because what happens is we have this signaling going on at a a cellular level and at a nerve level. And what those, those signals are doing is they're meant to keep it balanced, right? Okay, we have some stress. Okay, mobilize certain molecules and then let's, you know, deal with what's going on. And unfortunately, because we live in fight or flight mode all the time, we're sending these messages back to the brain over and over again. Well, when the messages come back out of the brain and they go back down the nerves, the nerves and the receptors in the area really start to get confused and they start to ignore proper signals of controlling. So when we lose control, we start to have overactive response that's a possibility where we get autoimmune types of conditions with the nerves, things like MS, things of that nature are overactive nerve responses. Now there's genetics involved too there. I'm not going to go into great detail in that, but I will go into the, the case of fibromyalgia or the case of just chronic um, nerve irritation as, as we would look at in terms of myop, not myopathies, but neuropathies and things of that nature, where your body is not controlling the signaling that's happening in the local area of the nerves. So the more that the body's calling in inflammatory proteins saying there's, a, there's inflammation, there's something wrong, there's something wrong, the more the cells will turn over and will start to get scar tissue building up. 
the more that nervous tissue, and especially this happens very commonly in our superficial myofascial tissue, which is the wrapping around our muscles, the more that the body becomes dysregulated in terms of saying there's, there's danger versus not danger, the more that the tissue that wraps your muscles becomes sensitive and starts to cause pain. And which would be considered neuroinflammation because we're having all those little tiny, tiny nerves that are within your superficial tissue, basically giving off signals that something is about to attack it and it can't stop. It just keeps going. And it's crazy to think how, in addition to genetics and environmental factors and lifestyle factors and stuff, that one of the main factors that contributes to this is a chronically activated fight or flight stress system response. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's sometimes hard to wrap around. And, and yes, there's there's a lot of intricate details in this. And, and a lot of people, if we think about it in terms of of a lot of the supplements that we'll tend to use to try to calm inflammation from fish oil to to turmeric, I think turmeric is a, quite a popular one. We we are working with these substances to try to quell or calm the nervous system down a bit because these guys will tell signal and basically say that, you know, stop the inflammation process, stop the inflammation process. But unfortunately we can take all these things, but if we're not dealing with the underlying stress impact on the body, whether it's negative self-talk, whether it is a true, you know, issue that you have going on with your boss or whoever it may be, partner, et cetera, it's all going to keep going. And that's why a lot of times all these supplements will we'll take them and go, oh, they don't work. Well, it's not that they don't work. It's because we haven't got to the root of the issue. Exactly. So when you're working with people, what are the, some of the steps that you take in order to help them get to the root of their issues? So I like folks to assess their month. I, I want folks to sit back for a month and look at when do they wake up? When do they go to bed? What happens during the course of a day? And by that, I mean, I want to really help folks connect to what's working during your day in terms of habits and routines and what isn't. And by looking at what's working and what isn't, we can identify what triggers us because we're all triggered by certain things that happen throughout the day. And we're not taught how to manage stress on a grand scale, let alone on a day-to-day -day scale and know how to adjust our routines to help us to be more or less stress-proof. And, and so I will sit down folks for a month. I'm, I have them journaling for a month. It's kind of annoying. A lot of people don't like me very much, but at the end of the month, they find that, oh, look, you know, when I forget lunch during the day, I get really stressed in the afternoon. I can't think and my day falls apart. Well, yeah, your blood sugar is off. Okay. And that's stressing your body. So we can look at the lack of breaks during the day as another trigger there. We can look at not eating enough. We can also look at hydration as being a trigger. So the more you know about yourself, the more you can start making changes with your daily routine to help with your management of stress. Then on top of that, I will test hormones. I will test where cortisol levels are at. I will test what the white blood cell levels of the B vitamins, the all the vitamins really, and the minerals and antioxidants so that I know on a cellular level, what are we working with? What's deficient? 
what can we target a little bit better and how can we improve someone's overall health status and neuroinflammation and general inflammation in the body? Right. And I think that's a piece that is very often overlooked when, um, you know, people on the internet are just like, oh, you've got, you know, insert stress-related condition here. Here's the elimination diet for you. And it's like, okay, well, first of all, um, it doesn't matter what you're eating if you're not absorbing it. So let's start in the gut, right? <laughs> and then also, you know, doing the, whether it's intracellular or, uh, or extracellular nutrient deficiency testing, right? Like nutrient testing and seeing, okay, well, if you're taking vitamins, are you absorbing them? Are you actually getting those vitamins into your cells, right? Because there's a difference between you taking the supplements and you just peeing it out the other side, or if you're actually getting into your cells and it's absorbing it, and then if you can even utilize the forms of the nutrients that you're taking. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're doing a lot of things blindly, especially when you're out on the internet, just kind of gassing and, and treating yourself you could do yourself more harm, like you said, the right forms of certain supplements, because some of us don't have the, the genetics or we have genetic mutations that are not allowing us to process certain forms of certain vitamins. And so it can be an added stressor. Your supplements can be an added stressor. And so can all the elimination diets and detoxes. And I mean, oh my gosh, you name it. Before we jumped on the call, I was mentioning how I literally gave myself and eating disorder thanks to all the things that I've played with in this field over my decade plus in the field. But no, you, you gotta know what you're working with and you gotta look at your body signals because ultimately I've discovered that your body's going to give you every single signal and clue that it could possibly throw at you to put the pieces together. You just need somebody to help guide you along the way. Exactly. And it's so, so important. If you feel like you're dealing with a lot of the issues that we've talked about today, please, please, please like try and work with a qualified, licensed healthcare practitioner, not just some like stranger on the internet who maybe has their own personal story, but no training in how to work with other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. Training is key. We, we need to have that awareness for sure. And, and it's important. Let's take a quick break to hear about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. Since the theme of this month's podcast episodes is working on adrenal health and the nervous system and mental health, what could be better than talking about a way that we can actually help improve our mental health by talking to a licensed professional? BetterHelp's therapists can help you develop the tools to help deal with anything from depression to anxiety, stress, relationships, working on your body image, relationship with food, basically whatever you need. So if you don't want to or can't see a therapist in person right now, maybe you don't know how to go about finding one or if in-person therapy is really expensive in your area, like it is in most places, that's where BetterHelp comes in. So BetterHelp is an online therapy platform that is 100% privacy protected, affordable, key in this pandemic, and also provides professional counseling services from thousands of licensed, accredited, and board certified therapists. All you have to do to get started is fill out an intake questionnaire online and BetterHelp matches you up with your own therapist who you can see from your own home, either over the phone, over a privacy protected video platform, or even just doing live messaging sessions if you don't wanna be on camera or on the phone. And the really nice thing is you can get connected with somebody in under 48 hours. If you're interested in learning more, Real Talk with Dana listeners get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Dana. That's betterhelp.com slash D-A-N-A. Okay, let's get back to the show. 
So I wanna talk about the, and we talked about this a little bit with the stress piece, but I wanna talk about it from the neuroinflammation piece when it gets a little bit more um, egregious with the symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. So how is neuroinflammation connected to food sensitivities, leaky gut, and then the blood-brain barrier? Mm, okay. So what we're looking at is how many things are getting across, for example, your gut lining. If your gut lining is leaky, chances are your blood-brain barrier is leaky. And I don't want folks to panic at this point and, and, and <laughs> freak out that, oh my gosh, so many things are getting into my brain that I don't want to. It's not that easy, but let's put it this way. The more that certain foods get across into the bloodstream and your body has to create an immune system response to it, the more that your immune system is overactive. It's busy. And so the more busy that your immune system becomes, the harder it has in terms of figuring out what's what do I need to mount a response to and what do I not need to mount a response to. So it's much like the fight or flight thing, but now it's immune related. And the immune system and the nervous system do go hand in hand together. The more that someone is stressed out, probably folks can relate with this, you get stressed out and you get sick. Well, what happens, your body's having a hard time figuring out what's priority, much like a stressed out individual doesn't know what's number one on the list and what's number 12 on the list, what to do first. So your body can't really prioritize where health should, where it should provide, you know, emergency, emergency care versus let things slide a little bit. So with the foods getting across in the bloodstream and creating more immune responses, your immune system becomes busy with that. And it can't regulate other hotspots or fires and can't put them out in the body. So we start to see issues that just kind of cascade into joint pain, joint inflammation that goes along with the digestive, you know, the leaky gut component, but then also go back into the rashes. We could go back into fatigue just in general because the immune system is being hijacked by having to deal with all these foods getting across in the bloodstream. Then the next level of that is as things degrade over time, we can have the blood brain barrier degrade as well. And now we're getting things into the brain that we didn't necessarily want there. So we're starting to have migraines. We're starting to have headaches, possibly. We're starting to have confusion, brain fog, things of that nature. So really what it all is, is, is rooted in when the, the body is hijacked chronically in certain ways, whether the immune system is being asked to be overactive or whether the, the nervous system is being asked to be overactive, the body loses track. It can't figure out what's priority and what to focus on. So we start to see symptoms in that case as well. And listeners, if you feel like you're getting overwhelmed and stressed by listening to this, <laughs> this might be you. <laughs> Yes, yes. I don't want anyone to to listen to this and, and panic. Know that all of the symptoms you're experiencing, if you look back through your day, and like I was saying, taking a month to assess, like when do symptoms happen? When are they more intense? What are they related to? When did they start? You know, getting going back and, and assessing what's happening with your body and then bringing that information to someone like, you know, Dana or myself, you know, you're going to get a lot better of results because you've done the back work for us to try to help you to put it together and put the pieces together. So if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, okay, great. Let's, let's back off a minute and just start to assess and get to learn more about yourself and really start to connect with yourself a little bit better and know, you know, concretely like, oh crap, when this, 
when this goes down, this is my symptom. Okay, this is my behavior. This is this, you know, just really start to connect stuff. So say some of the listeners have been gathering this data or they've started to put some of these puzzle pieces together. They're realizing what some of their triggers are. What are some of the things that we can help them with to start to better activate the rest and digest nervous system in order to bring the neuroinflammation down, bring the whole body stress and inflammation down? So some of the first things that we can do is is help folks to recognize that you need to take breaks during the day. It's funny how smokers get their breaks during the day, but us folks that choose not to smoke, just keep working, work through lunch, work through everything. We need to learn how to have some fun again and take little mini breaks. And so I start to work with folks on that. And we start with maybe 30 seconds to a minute. And if it, if it boils down to where we stare at the wall for a minute, great. That's a break. You're taking yourself out of the pattern that you're in. Then the next steps from there really kind of boil down to figuring out what, what have you depleted over time? And so I do like to incorporate the testing into this component. I also do like to incorporate in what's going on with hormones, cortisol levels, because our circadian rhythm, so that's your sleep and wake cycle for for folks that are not familiar with that term. I like to incorporate this stuff in. And typically I will go down the line of figuring out what adaptogenic, so an herb that helps you to adapt to stress better. I like to find out which one resonates with you the most in terms of, I believe that plants have personalities that match with people's personalities might be a little cuckoo, but I find that I like to match that up. And I start to look at what might be most useful to help someone manage stress. And so we create a repertoire of herbs combined with possible vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, things of that nature, but also looking at routines through the day, where can we insert calm breaks, fun, enjoyment, something that feels luxurious during the day, but it's not outrageous. It's just something that we can put in the day because a lot of us get stuck in the mindset of our day is controlling us and we're not in control. And I think that's a really big point to make that you're in control of everything that happens to you during your day. And you have the ability to make small changes. And and the component here with me getting changes with folks in eliciting changes, it takes some time because we're relearning. We're, we're literally working on rewiring your thought process around taking care of yourself and slowing yourself down. Exactly. I love that. And I think it's important to mention also that, um, and I know you do this in your practice, but just as a reminder for the listeners. So there's a lot of different adaptogenic herbs and supplements and everything out there. And depending on your individual circumstance of where your cortisol levels are, where your DHEA levels are, where your circadian rhythm is, different adaptogens will work different for different people depending on where yours is. So even if you've had a friend or you follow someone who's like, oh my gosh, this insert adaptogen here worked super well for me for blah, blah, blah. That doesn't mean that that is going to be the right one for you. So before you start taking any of those, right, these aren't, I mean, some of them can be pretty harmless, but other ones, depending on you know underlying health conditions and stuff like that, it's just really important to work with a practitioner before you dive into this. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly, even down to the line of like supplements and things, I don't think anyone should really spend any money on any of this stuff without, without consulting with someone and having testing done first. Because saliva cortisol testing, 
I, I don't know how you feel about it, but it's, it can be a real game changer for folks because you guys, when, when we test the live of cortisol, we're looking at what happens in your morning when you wake up, what happens in your mid morning, your afternoon, your evening, and before you go to bed, and you can target those time frames to help you manage stress better. And without that knowledge, you can take, you know, things like ashwagandha or you could take rhodiola, but you've, you're kind of stabbing in the dark and, and wasting money, frankly. Yeah. And I've even found that, you know, depending on how depleted people are and how low their cortisol and DHA levels are, taking ashwagandha or I haven't seen this as much with rhodiola, um, but they can go like haywire and it makes them feel even worse. And, you know, usually it's the people that are coming to me who mm-hmm. haven't usually worked with another practitioner. They're just like, oh, I saw this on Instagram. I saw it would be good. Like, oh, okay, here's your first problem. <laughs> like, don't take supplement advice from Instagram, right? <laughs> but, you know, being really careful with this kind of stuff because if you, and this is, I would say, one general blanket recommendation we can get. If you do start taking something, and it makes you feel objectively worse, Mm -hmm. it might not be the supplement for you unless, additional disclaimer, right? Unless you're doing some kind of gut protocol and you're kind of trying to get rid of a parasite or something like that, you're probably going to feel worse before it gets better, but your practitioner will inform you to expect that. Right, right. Yeah, you, (laughs) adaptogenics, if they're working right, you should feel better. Um, There's, it's, yeah. As far as I can say on that and the gut, yes, the gut, that's, that's a whole nother discussion, but yeah, you, you just don't want to be playing with this stuff, especially because of drug herb interactions. And if you have thyroid issues, which I find that a lot of folks who do struggle with, with neuroinflammation have Hashimoto's and hypothyroid conditions, ashwagandha can be a problem and, and cause trouble. So there are a lot of disclaimers that, that I give folks that, you know, it's, it's best to have a guide, someone that can steer you in the right direction and just keep you out of trouble and, and speed up your ability to get results versus experimenting for so long. Exactly. Especially when people are trying to figure this out for so long and they've been trying and trying to trying to figure out where all of their symptoms are coming from and what the root cause can be. And you're kind of like stabbing in the dark because maybe, for example, like you've gone to different Western medicine doctors and you just haven't been able to figure it out or you're not satisfied with your answers. So then you've gone to maybe dietitians or naturopathic doctors, nutritionists, whatever it is. And you're trying to, you know, without spending thousands and thousands of dollars, maybe you've been trying like, oh, I heard this was good. Let me try that. Oh, I heard this was good. Let me try that. But it's so, so much better for you in the long term if you can get, like Janine said, a guide of somebody who has extensive experience in working with these kinds of conditions before. Because then when you think about it, trying to figure out your health and what's wrong with you and food plans and everything like that is an additional stress that we're also putting on the body. So you might as well just put it in somebody else's hands so you can take one stress off your plate off the bat and then you can just kind of rely on that practitioner that you're trusting who has worked extensively with other people that have these conditions before to know where to guide you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I think you put a good point in there, the stress component. Because I think a lot of us don't realize how much our own health stresses us out, how much our own struggles stress us out. And and we put a lot of stress on ourselves because of it, because we'll tend to, you know, have some negative self-talk around that, things of that nature too. But 
yes, taking the the sleeping out aspect off your plate and letting someone else help you can be really, really, really useful and on so many levels. Exactly. Well, speaking of that, if people want to find more about you, if they want to work with you, if they want to find you on Instagram and any freebies that you may have, where so can they you find, can find you? find me online at drjkrausnd.com. I'm seeing patients every single day here in Tacoma, Washington and Renton, Washington. So I have two practices here. I also do some online programs on a limited basis. And you can find me on Instagram and see my personality and all of the goofy things I do throughout the day at Dr. Just DRJ Krause ND. Um, actually, just Dr. J Krause. No ND on that one. My website's drjkrausnd.com. And then I do have a freebie. It's called Manage Stress Naturally. And we will get that link over to Dana so that she could put it in the podcast notes. But yeah, check it out. I do quite a few videos in there to help you with just what I talked about today getting the basics down, starting to track what's going on and just really starting to identify what is setting you off and what is causing, like kind of what's at that root cause of, of your issues. Because the more you know about yourself, the more you pay attention to your body's triggers, the more you're going to be able to start to identify and put the pieces together to get you a plan that's going to work and also is going to be sustainable because if you know about your triggers and you know something might trigger you, now you can prepare for it. So preparedness, sustainability, that's what we're all about and helping you to get figuring out yourself and moving forward. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This is really enjoyable. And I love nerding out about the nervous system. So thank you for allowing me no to problem. indulge in Any that. Time. I probably could talk for hours and hours on that. So if you want to nerd out again, bring it on. <laughs> Love that. Okay, thank you. Hey there. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk with Dana podcast with me, your host, Dana, obviously. And I just wanted to say you're the best. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your family and friends. Maybe send a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Why would you do that, you ask? Because this helps more people find the show so that we can spread the food and body peace word, break down diet culture, and the unrealistic beauty standards that make us all feel like we need to shrink ourselves with food and exercise in order to be worthy in the world, which sucks. For discussion on the show episodes, if you want to request a guest or ask a question, if you'd like some support, please join the non-diet community on Facebook, which is a free group where you can go get some community and support. I'll see you over there and see you next week.